Hi for another episode of Iglap. So for today we'll be talking. So actually the 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 title for today's episode is is entitled The Importance of Choice. And it may sound very vague and things like that. And the reason for that is I couldn't really think of a title for the episode that could really capture what we want to talk about today. But you know, for our viewers, uh, what we really want to talk about today are hate crimes towards the LGBT community. Because, of course, we, we, we hear about hate crimes towards, you know, you know, racist hate crimes, right? Especially in other foreign countries where, you know, a lot of people are being attacked because of race and things like that. And currently in the Philippines, or here in home, um, there is... There were two murders that, in my opinion, are hate crimes. Uh, people were two people were killed because of uh, who they are and nothing more. And uh, what what disturbs me about this is they were hate. They were maybe they were killed because they were different because of who they are, right? Uh, so yeah, let, let's start. Let let's start this episode uh, properly, no. So my first guest has been here before. He just, you know, funny guy. Uh, he was here in our Soji episode. And he just simply puts there that he's an, an FM gay guy from Quezon City. And he's actually an architecture student. And he's waiting for the boards. So let's welcome back to Iglap, Path Carcer. Hey, Path. How's everything? Hi, hi. I'm so happy to have you here again, by the way. I mean, I, I really enjoyed our time last time. You know, I think we had a lot of fun last time, right? With, with Soji and all. Yeah, so I actually want you to, you know, introduce yourself more to our new viewers. You know, tell them something that I didn't mention. You know, maybe your favorite color, whatever. I mean, you know, just let them know who Path is before, you know, we start the episode. Uh, hi, I'm Path, a cursor from Quezon City. So, um, my interest ko recently I drag this. And so, magkakaroon na All-Star 6. So, abangan nyo yun. And I'm happy na we are having this conversation about hate crimes and about the community para ma-involve din yung lahat at makarinig rin ng mga kwento mula sa totoong tao. Diba? Ayun, thank you. So, quick question. When did you get into Drag Race? We're talking about RuPaul's, obviously, right? There's no other Drag Race show, I think. Yes, That's yes, famous. Nag-start yes. yeah. like ako, ano, season 8. Oo, mga 20s. 17 ata, Most important question right now, and I'll take this very personally depending on how you answer. Um, Gigi Good or Jada Essence Hall? Jada, Jada. Okay, bye, Path. <laughs> bye. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Fine, okay. Now, let's go to our next guest. So, our next guest is a queer trans masculine guy so his pronouns are obviously he him and his and he's a co-founder and head education uh head of education sorry of a trans masculine philippines so that's an advocacy organization for transgender men so let us go and you know for the first time uh greet our very special guest matt reno to the podcast hey matt hey um so so matt um of course so i want you to do yourself a bit more so that our you know viewers get to know who matt reno is Mm -hmm. uh, so, hi, I'm Matt. Uh, I'm a professional copywriter, and I guess my interests right now are 
K-pop. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I love K-pop and playing video games. Lately, I've been playing Octopath Traveler a lot on the Nintendo Switch. And I have two cats and a dog. And they're all rescues. <laughs> oh, that's nice. So can I just ask you, Pat, uh, Matt, sorry, and please don't take it personally, but like when you dyed your hair, was it painful? Because that's kind of like bleaching. Right? <laughs> yeah, I, I actually did it myself. I've been, oh, wow. Okay. I've been bleaching my hair for a while. There was a time when I bleached my hair like nine times in six months. <laughs> Wait, and, does, and your hair didn't fall out or anything? I, 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 I say I've never dyed my hair, so I don't really know, right? <laughs> no, nah, well, it was definitely fried for a good time, and it still probably is kind of fried. But no, by now I'm pretty used to it. It's, it's not as painful as the first time. <laughs> all right, that's good. Now I'm curious. So you mentioned that all your cats and dogs are mm-hmm. are cats and dog. I think I only have one dog, right? Yeah. Um, are rescues? Where, where did you rescue them from? Um, so my my two cats were both adopted from people that basically just had like cats that they couldn't take care of. Um, okay. One I found on Twitter, and then one I adopted from my friend who is a vet. And then oh, okay. my dog, um, I rescued her from an animal hoarder because uh, a friend of mine, a friend of mine's uncle who had like an animal hoarding problem um, kind of had too many pets. So, and including like 11, 11 to 13 dogs. And one of them was my dog. And I met her. Wow, like that's a, a lot. Yeah, I met her like a year ago and I fell in love instantly. But I couldn't pick her up yet because I didn't have like the resources to take care of her. And then I got her earlier this February for my girlfriend's birthday. <laughs> oh, that's nice. That's nice to hear. And I'm glad, you know, when I hear people rescuing, rescuing pets and things like that, I think that's really amazing just because, you know, I mean, I guess, you know, earlier in like the 90s and early 2000s, the internet yet wasn't too educational. So I never knew that. Because they say that, you know, those who aren't rescued, they kind of put them down eventually, which, you know, it's kind of sad for me. So I'm glad yeah. to hear when people say, oh, I rescued this dog or things like that. But yeah, that's nice to know about you, Matt. So before we get to know Matt more, I'd like to introduce our next guest. So she is an Ateneo Libuan founder. So that's the official LGBTQ organization of Ateneo de Davao uh, University. And she is a fashion design student from Slim's Fashions, uh, Fashion and Art School. Let's welcome for the very first time to IGLAP, uh, Mavi. Hey, Mavi. How's everything? Hi, pal. How's it going? I'm good. How about you? I mean, you're wearing a very fashionable jacket. <laughs> so why don't you, you tell us more about yourself? Like, you know, why did you decide to get into mm. fashion school, stuff like that? And why you, you know, decide to found the org and things like that? Before you get to know Mavi, um, our org, by the way, was created uh, in... Uh, nung nag-aano pa lang ako sa Ateneo, uh, sa Ateneo Davao when I took my business degree there. And then um, our student org, student LGBT org, was recognized by the um, Jesuit priest. And ayun, I'm also a fan of Drag Race, just like Pat. So yeah. Gigi or Jada? Jada. Okay, bye. No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which guy? Okay, wait. What is it about Jada Path and Mavi? Seriously. Um, Jada, because lahat pa. Um, kind. Charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent. 
I mean, yeah. honestly, I, I only got it to Drag Race because of my girlfriend, but I really wanted Gigi to win just because I thought that, you know, Gigi did a good job. Sorry, Matt, I'm not sure if you could relate, but yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, uh, I, my, my extent of knowledge about Drag Race is just about my obsession with Trixie and Katya. I think re- my girlfriend would know them. I only got into because For of the sure. one of Sula, Gigi, and Jada, and Crystal Method. So only those three. Mm. All right. Well, that's nice to hear about you, Mavi. And why fashion school? Fashion school, actually, since that, I just want to be a fashion designer. It's just, I don't have self-confidence. And ayun, parang takot lang just risk Kaya inuna ko man yung business like business course. school yeah yeah mm-hmm. business school and then after non um, i moved here in Quezon city to pursue fashion design actually fashion design and illustration in fashion institute of the philippines and fashion design garment construction in slims so pinagsabay ko yung dalawa wow that's crazy yeah. <laughs> i know and right? so in terms of your fashion once you become you know once you graduate and start your you know your lines would it be for women or for both? As of now, for women. Oh, just women. Okay. Yeah. Actually, I'm planning to to pursue my MAs in abroad. Kaya oh, nice. Okay. Hoping. So, ayun. Well, that's very exciting for you. And I'm very happy to have, you know, you and Matt here. Of course, I'm happy always to have Pat here, but he's a veteran already. So... <laughs> Yeah, but always happy to have Pat here as well. So let's introduce our last guest. So, of course, we save. Uh, so how do I describe our next guest? So she describes herself as a bisexual transgender woman. And her pronouns, of course, are she and her. She is the current director of for policy and campaigns of the Philippine Anti-Discrimination Alliance of Youth Leaders, or Pantai. That's a very long name, uh, a national alliance of youth organizations working for non-discrimination on the basis of SOGI SC. Okay, I'm not really sure what the SC stands for, but anyway, let us welcome for the very first time Amber as well. So Amber, sorry, uh, I want you to introduce yourself a bit. Hi everyone, so I'm Amber, um, 25 years old from Quezon City. Um, and like you mentioned, I'm I'm the director for policy and campaigns of Pantai, but I'm also a member of UP Babaylan. Um, so, mm-hmm which is the longest existing LGBTQ plus student organization in the Philippines. One of the most um, famous serve, also. <laughs> where I serve as the secretary and then internal affairs committee head. Um, right now, um, I might get canceled for this, but I'm not a fan of drag. Um, <laughs> and I have a reason. Okay. okay. But I'm not a fan of drag. Instead, I'm a fan of beauty pageants. Um, like name the year I can name you the Miss Universe Queen from where she is, who the runner-up was, um, because I actually plan on joining a pageant in the future. So there. oh, cool. I which which pageant, if you don't mind me asking? Well, I'm eyeing Miss International Queen, um, but hopefully. Um, hopefully, there have been conversations from the insides regarding allowing trans women in the Philippines. Of course, we don't know how that will work since Miss Universe has a um, policy that a trans woman candidate needs to be recognized as trans in her country. 
Yeah, in her country for at least five years. Um, we don't know how that will work, um, but there are discussions, and I feel like um, we had this um, spaces discussion a couple of days ago after the Miss Universe pageant on um, Pia, uh, Miss Universe 2015, talking about um, having this conversation with MEPH and MUO on maybe loosening the rules on transgender contestants from countries that don't have gender recognition laws yet. So mm-hmm. let's see um, if I still make it by the time I am 27, that my um, age of candidacy for MUPH will expire. So yon. But oh, um, so there's an age limit. Yes, there are age oh, okay. limits for pageants. Yeah. Um, for now, I'm the long term really is to join MIQ um, since it's one of the bigger. Um, international pageants for trans women. Um, is that the one where because I actually know I've worked with two people who I think joined that. Uh Nicole Guevara Flores. I'm not sure if she if that's the one that she joined. Did you know her by any chance? Um she sounds familiar. I think she is that, uh from MIQ. Who's uh, probably yeah. uh yeah. I think Francine joined that as well. Ah yeah, yes, yeah. it is MIQ. It is MIQ. Okay. One now, since you did, <laughs> now since you mentioned that if we give any year to Miss Universe, you could name the winner. Two thousand eight. Two thousand eight. That's Venezuela. Diana Mendoza. Her runner-up is Colombia. Taliana Vargas, who has the highest score in evening gown competition, and that was actually, held in Vietnam. Yeah, she's actually correct. I, I'm really surprised. <laughs> did, 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 are you hacking my laptop right now? By any chance? Okay. So okay, so for all our viewers, these are our esteemed guests. You know, each one is a very great background, and each one is a member of the LGBT community. So I guess you know the topic right now is about hate crimes towards the LGBT. Now, um, there are two um, murders that happened. One is to Ebbing Mayor, if I'm not mistaken. That's his name, right? I, I hope I got the name right. Now for the other, <coughs> sorry, <coughs> person. Um, did the other person, you know, did they release the name of the other person? Yes. Do we know? Uh, oh, sorry. What's the person's name? Um, wait lang. Uh, Junji Bangkiao. Junji, yeah. Junji. Okay, let's just say Junji. Sorry, I don't think I'll be able to pronounce that last name. You know, with all respect, I don't want to try. Okay, so first things first, no? And I would like each of you to, to answer this question. But if you feel too emotional or too um, personal to answer this question... First one is, you know, how do you guys feel, you know, about, okay, before the pandemic, all right, where we can just freely walk outside, go to the mall, go to clubs, et cetera, right? Um, how's your experience so far just living your life as a normal human being? Let's start out first with Path, then Matt, then Amber, then Matt. So let's go with Path first. Um, and ever since the lockdown, um, okay naman. <laughs> Nasa bahay lang ako. And, no, but I mean like before before the lockdown, you know. Where, I yeah. know before, parang office lang, ganyan. Just you can meet with friends. And okay naman so far. Alright, so no, you know, negative experiences and uh-huh. you know, things like that. None so far, okay. Um, How about you, Matt? Um, Well, before the pandemic, it was, I guess, the normal day-to-day. 
if I were to think of like negative experiences, I guess like the regular getting misgendered <laughs> when going outside because um, I am I'm not on tea and I haven't had any type of medical um, transition yet. So I guess in terms of like just like looking at me, I kind of pass like as as male. But the moment that I start speaking, it it quote unquote gives it away. So usually when I'm when I go to like a a Starbucks and try to order a coffee, even if I say that my name is <clears throat> is Matt, um, I'll get like mammed or miss or at there or something because of my voice. But oh. that's pretty much like the extent of what what it's like what it was like for me to be like going outside. All right, and that's like the extent of your negative experience so yeah. so far. Okay, well, I'm sorry to hear that. No, I mean, for me, I, I see you as male, and if your name is Matt, I would assume you're male. So, yeah, I'm sorry that you have those kinds of experiences. Thank you. Um, you know, because I, I guess a lot of people don't know this. I mean, I personally, right, I'm a straight um, cisgender man. So I'm used to people saying, you know, bro, sir, or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I guess a lot of people don't really know the, you know, I, I don't know if pain is the right word. Or maybe discomfort of being misgendered. I honestly have never been misgendered, so I will never know that. But you know, it's important, you know, for you know people like Matt, Amber, and Mavi, you know, to hear people say, you know, I'm sorry that you have the experience, and hopefully things get better in the future, right? Mm-hmm. So, and I, and I honestly think you have awesome hair. Like I could never pull <laughs> that off. You know, if I if I grow green ha- hair, people think I'm playing the Joker by any chance, right? So, <laughs> okay, but I think Matt really pulls it off very well. So, um, how about you, Amber? I mean, all, I would like to assume, you know, you, sorry, if you don't mind me asking, you're done with college already, right? I assume you're really uh, no, young. Not yet. Not yet. Oh, see, yeah, yeah I'm right. You're very young. Okay, so you're used to going to clubs, bars, and a, a lot, right? So, yeah, any well, difficulties? Well, pre-pandemic wasn't any much different. Like, the only difference, I guess, is you have had access to your friends, you had access to leisure activities, entertainment activities, wherein you can, you know, lose track of time and just have fun. Um, but honestly, as a trans woman, it wasn't much different during the pandemic. In fact, right now, it's a lot easier for me to stay indoors and not go out and not experience discrimination state-based organization. Ironically enough, earlier, I went to 7-Eleven to cash up my GCash and um, buy some stuff. Uh, and on the way there, I got catcalled. Not once, not even twice, but four times. And the last one, That's going a lot. back from... Yes, and going back from 7-Eleven, going back to my to where I'm staying, I some one tricycle driver when I passed by him, he tried to reach down as if he was jokingly reaching down because I was wearing a dress. And I I felt very humiliated because you don't do that to other people. That's just that's just that's just bad. So that's disrespectful. So honestly. The only good thing, um, and this is not even a good thing because it's not being stuck in a pandemic, right? But honestly, the only good thing that I could think of um, thinking about the pandemic is I don't need to go out most of the times because most of the times I really had to spend my life outside. I'm doing advocacy work. I'm doing community organizing in various communities. So 
I really get exposed a lot outside, and that means also exposure to discrimination um, from, you know, students to even older people, to people you don't even think should um, disrespect you, like police officers, diba? Um I get discriminated a lot. And um, honestly, at this point, miss gendering would be my least the least of my concern because some of the um harassment i experienced are really violent um some would show me um i experienced being getting showed and i also experienced at the lrt having to deal with a security officer and he was shouting at me um while i was telling him na no babae po ako so hindi niyo po ako mapapaalis dito sa line for women um, because he was telling me that I shouldn't be there because I'm not a woman. So I was um, trying to argue with him, to reason out with him, na parang, babae po ako. And then he just shouted out me out of nowhere, na parang, hindi, bakla ka nga eh, so dun ka. And then that's very, very embarrassing and very, very traumatic. Um, kasi gusto ko lang gumamit ng LRT, ano ba? Ayoko lang doon sa bagon na merong mga lalaki kasi nabastos na ako doon. What's not easy to get there? So, you know, now that I'm mostly online and mostly doing my advocacy works online, um, lalabas na ako pag merong kailangang gawin or my mob na kailangan puntahan. Those are the only times that I, I really go out. Pero since most of the job that I do right now, is based online. I really get to protect myself from street-based harassment. Um, of course, there is a different story when we go to um, online-based uh, harassment, which is a different story altogether. So, yun. So, first thing, I, I, I know, I mean, I think most of us have ridden the MRT and LRT, I think. And it is already a traumatic experience in itself. <laughs> but, you know, being in the situation that Amber was, that makes it like 1,000 times worse. Um, you know, getting catcalled even once is already one too many already. So, you know, I'm sorry to hear that. But, you know, I want to get to this statement um, that I think is very troublesome. And hopefully, Amber, you could explain why it's very troubling, why some people may think this. But, you know, because, you know, there is this mentality, right? There are people all over the world, not just in the Philippines, that they believe that transgender women aren't women or aren't quote-unquote real women, right? And what if you hear a statement from a person saying, eh, you know, you're transgender. Shouldn't you feel, you know, um, not really happy, sorry. That's really a wrong word. But shouldn't you feel um, parang happy? Let's just use the word, sorry that someone cat called yeah. you for that like tell me how problematic that kind of statement is i mean um, i don't believe that obviously right but you know, yeah. yeah first and foremost it's not flattering at all to be there flattering not is the word me, yeah sorry that's the not word. even yeah. not even for not even for not even for cis women like who among the cis women friends that we know family members that we know get flattered when they get cat called it's very traumatic at that um, number one, uh, it's a wrong justification to justify catcalling because street-based harassment is outright wrong and disrespectful. Um, yeah. We are not objects. Women are not objects to, for your satisfaction and for your pleasure that you can 
wait, just like Amber, it. Um, you oh. feel like you need to you you feel like you need to appreciate their beauty. That's now that's not how you appreciate someone's beauty. Um, number two is why should trans women get flattered for a traumatic experience that is experienced by our fellow women? Trans women stand in solidarity with cis women, with any kind of women for that matter. And if anything that violate, violates them is done to us, it should also violate us. It should also be our, um, it should always be our calling that we should call that out because we cannot allow any form of disrespect be normalized to any kind of woman just yeah. because they are a certain kind of a woman. And if they feel like they are validating our womanhood, for uh, by catcalling us, kasi parang oh you're passing as a woman, that's why you get catcalled, that's why you should get you should be flattered. I'm so sorry, but I don't need validation from anyone else. I know my worth as a woman. I know who I am as a woman, and I don't need your validation at any point of my life. So don't validate me with uh, with wolf whistling and catcalling because I don't feel validated by it. Okay. Um, on a lighter note, anyone who's joining MIQ, I think you should just drop out. You know, I think Amber would just win with that answer right then and there. No, but thank you for you know explaining that because you know I find it very troubling when because you know the, the, the funny thing is, and it's not really funny, sorry, it's ironic that you know I'm part of different groups, right? Basketball, football, because I love sports, right? Then I remember I think it was probably two years ago, Lars Pacheco, she's like this actress. She had this um mishap where she was in this, you know, noontime show, then she had like a nip slip. Then a lot of the guys were like, oh, pari, kalako, babayesh, or, or things like that. And, you know, when I hear things like that, I kind of feel like guys, you know, um, and, you know, the thing is, since you're in a sports group, they don't want to hear about, you know, um, politics and things like that. But, you know, thank you for explaining that because I do find it very troubling when I do hear that from people. Because for me, at the end of the day, like me, I'm a guy, right? I wouldn't want to be catcalled by a girl. Unless if it's a friend, obviously because it's a joke. But if it's not, if a stranger, it's it's really an awful experience. And I'm sorry that, you know, you, you've experienced that. And, you know, thank you again for explaining that to, you know, all our viewers. Now, let's go to Mavi. Um, so, Mavi, you came from Davao. Yeah. And you're here in Metro Manila. Uh, so, yeah, why don't you tell us about your experience, you know, in studying, then, you know, transitioning from, you know, um, Davao to Metro Manila, stuff like that. Uh, mahirap at first kasi hindi ko pa alam kung ano ang um, transpo ko papuntang Makati since nandito ako ngayon sa Quezon City. So, ayun, but as a time goes by, parang easy na lang kasi alam ko na kung anong route ang um, um, uh, route papunta dun sa school namin. So, ayun. Oh, that, that that's your only um mishap so far? So far, yun lang. Yun lang yung naano ko. With my classmates naman, okay lang rin. Wala masyadong um, kailangan i-adjust. Yeah. Though, financial meron since fashion school is kind of expensive. I'm sure it's very expensive. <laughs> yeah. Kailangan ko pang bumili ng mga fabrics. Ganon. Materials. Especially the art materials. Mga rulers naman, which is, you know, kind of expensive. So, yun lang. Alright, I'm sorry. Before we continue on with the episode, I'd like to thank our sponsors first. So, first sponsor is Koei Blends. So, to our viewers, if you want really good locally sourced coffee from Filipino farmers, please try Koei Blends. 
Next one is uh, Swagat Indian Cuisine, our longest-running sponsor for almost all our episodes in Season 1. If you want good Indian food, if you're craving for like uh, samosas, etc., order from swagat.com.ph. Uh, and that's this Thai movement. So I'll explain what Thai movement is. Thai movement is this uh, clothing line that supports solidarity both in the cisgender and the LGBT community in general, right? So they print these awesome shirts that each of our guests are getting tonight. Hopefully it arrives within the week. Mavi, I hope yours arrives this week. Maybe it might be next week, but yeah. Um, definitely support okay. Thai Movement. It's, it's, a great, um, or it's a great company. It's a great brand. And what they support is really great because it helps people understand the different um, pronouns that people want to be called, right? So for our... Um, you know, gay men. So there's he, him, transgender men, he, him. Um, for our cisgender and transgender women, she, her, and for our non-binary friends, there is they and them. So yeah, uh, let's go to the comments section very quickly. So uh, the one who gathered us all here is L. So she said, Miss Amber Gonzalez Quiban for Miss Trans Philippines. Is there a pageant called that? By any chance? Uh, I think I'm you're on mute. Not, yeah. I'm actually not so sure because the only pageants that I'm familiar with, not trans, I miss trans global, um, yeah. wherein the current title holder is a Filipina, Miss Mela, um, who is also a good friend of mine, and uh, Miss International Queen, so MIQ. Those are the only international pageants I'm familiar with. So let me check on that one. <laughs> maybe um, something got Maybe Elle just made her own pageant by any chance. <laughs> I've only heard of Miss Gay. <laughs> yeah, I've heard of that too. I've heard of that. You know, Elle, I always keep joking her that uh, she has a lot of guys. Because if you look at her IG story, she's always with a different guy. So Elle, if you're watching, you're booked already. Uh, <laughs> the next is Jusko. I'm with my phone to shower just because I don't want to miss this episode. All right, then we have uh, Mitch Ochosa, who says, Hi, Mavi, maybe. How do you know Mitch, Mavi? Um, she's from Slims. Yeah, okay. Ah, so that's why you know her. Okay. Yeah. Because you know, I've been trying to get uh, Mitch to, to be a guest again. I think she's been here maybe twice or three times. But her, her schedule is super busy. She has a nice uh, small business, you know, with the masks and such. Then Elle keeps on commenting. Okay, I guess she's done in the shower. So Miss Trans Speech yeah, winner represent the country for Miss Trans Global. Oh, so I think that's the one of Mela then. Uh, that's the name. That's the name pala. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> then, of course, Elle is just as Paolo just go out. Oh, then we have Amy Kando. Hi, Matt Reno. <laughs> Fuck trans hate. Yeah, is Amy your girlfriend by any chance? Yeah, she's my girlfriend. <laughs> All right, well, hey, Amy, thank you for watching. All right, so Path is back. Okay, good. Yeah, sorry, Path, you disappeared for a bit. So let's talk about our main topic for tonight, which is about um, hate crimes towards the LGBT. So I want to go into like the Filipino society way of looking things, right? Looking at things. Um, so I guess, you know, I, this is a question I think all of you can answer. But why is it that in cinema or maybe even in shows and, you know, Philippine, um, the film industry, why is it that gay people or transgender people are always the punchline? And let's start with Mavi this time. Um, pansin ko lang kasi since um we have oh um say for example Vice Ganda, siya kasi yung sikat eh. so parang siya yung since she's a 
she's uh she's gay. Wait, yeah. is Vice a girl or a guy? Sorry, I honestly don't know. I don't know. Because uh, she identifies man. Sorry, Vice is, is a man? Uh, why don't yeah. we just yeah. say Vice? Let's just use Vice the whole time. Like, let's okay. not uh, pronoun Since Vice by... to be safe. <laughs> okay. okay. Since Vice Ganda is a gay, so parang siya yung, ano, siya yung parang, she's a comedian, and siya yung parang, um, nasa, ano na, nasa, um, ano ba? Paano ba explain? Parang everyone's um, looking up on her as a comedian. And, yeah. Uh, ayun. <laughs> yeah. Parang, parang doon ang nag-ano eh. Parang because of her, pinagtatawanan na yung, ano, yung mga, um, mga LGBT or gay and trans. Does it make sense? <laughs> Alright, no, I think that's a very safe answer from Mavi. Uh, I yeah. don't want to, you know, like, but I think that's a satisfying, safe answer. How about you, Amber? What, what, what do you think? Well, yeah, my, my take on this, naman, would be, you know, whenever we have media, kasi, there will there will always be these archetypes, archetypes, um, and caricatures, diba? yung overly exaggerated representations. Yeah. Um and, and sadly, um the depiction of the gay community and the trans community in Philippine media has evolved only small, uh, only slowly parang hindi pa siya ganun ka develop in in terms of representation. Because what we have to remember is whenever we talk about representation in media, always the objective there is trying to humanize the char- the character that you are trying to represent it's yeah. not trying it's not trying to come up with this grand narrative na oh bakla siya pero ganito ganyan um it's always trying to you know trying to create that humanization that this is a person they have emotions um this is this is an actual person in our society the problem there is um, media, as we all know, is also um, dictated by the capitalist mindset of what sells. Okay? And the Philippine culture very, very much loves and adores comedy. And they found the perfect mm. formula for the comedy, which is the parlorista gay who is always so noisy, who is always so loud, who is probably the best friend of the main character who always throws punchlines. Yeah. That was the formula that they found. And that was the formula that has evolved and they tried to stick to because it's what sells. Again, media is also dictated by what sells, by capitalism. So as long as there is profit in this specific idea, in this specific concept and framework of how we should represent um, the gay pe- the gay community and the trans community that is what they're trying to um, profit on this is why when we saw the advent of boys love of BL in the country everyone started jumping into the bandwagon now I'm not saying that's a bad thing that's not necessarily a bad thing okay um, I think the only criticism there is why did they jump into the bandwagon was it to create more 
um, diversity in the depiction and the characterization of the characters or simply because it's what sells. It's what's hot at, as of the moment. It's the, it's the selling pancakes, right? So those are the typical questions I, I try to ask every now and then when I, I see stuff like this, which is why um, the, the, the depiction of Mamu in Mamu and the Mother 2 by Rod Singh, that's something that's very, very refreshing. Because, True. yes, there are comedic punchlines. Um, you cannot go away with that. But it also tried to humanize the character as humanly as possible. Because the character of Mamu was a sex worker who stood as the mother of her um, niece. So she tried to deal with um, the fact that she's supporting her um, niece while trying to also support for the entire family and trying to um, fully recognize and realize in her own terms her femininity and womanhood by having a book job, by saving up for her breast augmentation. Um, that is a narrative that is very, very familiar for a lot of trans women. Because if you're not familiar, there are a lot of trans women who are engaged in sex work. There are a lot of trans women who find um, completion and fulfillment of their womanhood in having or undergoing breast augmentation surgeries. So that is a very human way of putting it. Yes, there's still comedy, but it was balanced out by the aspect of being human. And I think that is what's necessarily lacking in our depiction of gay and less uh and transgender characters in the Philippine Yes, they're funny and there's nothing wrong with that actually. There's nothing wrong with portraying gay people as funny. What's wrong is if that's the only personality they have the entire duration of the show. And it limits not just the character but the entire community they belong into into that specific trait. Na yung expectation sa amin, for example, automatic magaling kami magpatawa. Automatic magaling kami host. But what if they're not? What if we're not? So we also need to balance out, I guess, the art types and the caricatures and how we try to humanize representation in media. First question um, to Amber. So here's the thing, no? um, and guys, please correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, because you know, in the Philippine society, we're very conservative, right? So how is it possible that transgender women can make a livelihood as a sex worker? Because here's the thing, right? Um, there are a lot of men here who be like, oh, no, you know, I, I only like real women, et cetera, et cetera, right? Mm -hmm. So how is it possible that, you know, transgender women can make a livelihood out of, you know, being a sex worker? How about you, Amber? What do you think about that? Okay, as, as bad as it sounds, yeah. one key reason why trans women um, have a market, quote-unquote, yeah. in the sex work industry is because trans women are fetishized. Um, it's something that's new. It's something that's taboo. It's something that, you know, out of the uh, run of the mill. Um, A lot of the... Okay, I'm, I'll continue. I'm actually a sex worker. And a lot of our clients are actually married men. Um, of course, in my case, I, I I try to reject married men because that's against my principles. Um, 
having knowing that my father tried to cheat on my mom and I, I do not enable cheaters. Um, but a lot of our um, would-be clients are married men. And the reason why they choose trans women is, number one, the primary reason is it's safe. They can't get anyone pregnant. Um, number two is because it's something that's thrilling because you get the service and the pleasure that according to them, more than what a cis woman can give, but um, in the body of a woman. So parang there's still this distinction between real women. Um, there's still this distinction of what a real woman should be and ought to be. And then, you know, basically focusing on the pleasure that they give. Because according to them, according to them, is um, transgender women are better at pleasuring their male partners. So at the end of the day, it's still about the pleasure that they receive, which, of course, the whole point of sex work, right? Um, The problem here is the mindset that goes along with it. Because there's nothing wrong with providing pleasure, okay? You get pleasure by getting a massage, okay? There's nothing wrong with getting the pleasure. It's the mindset that's actually the problem here and worrisome because when they think of pleasure, they think of their personal pleasure. So regardless of how they get it and, you know, what they do to get it, they will try to assert the pleasure that they need. So that's when it becomes violent for our um, trans sisters who engage in these kinds of work. Because sometimes they try to insist, na, let's do this, let's do this, masarap to, something like that. So, um, but they're not putting their shoes in the position of the sex worker na, masarap ba siya sa part ko? With that awkward position, with what you want to put there, is that really satisfying? Is that really pleasurable? I'm so sorry, I'm going into details, but um, I, I want you to understand na... Yeah, there's no problem, by the way. We appreciate the, it. The problem with how men see pleasure is self-serving. They don't see pleasure as a two-way street na you will enjoy, I will enjoy. And that's fine. Parang the way they see sex in general is, okay, I will get pleasure, lalabasan ako, and that's it. They don't even care if whether it be a cis woman or a trans woman, they, they reach their climax. Diba? They don't even care about that. So there is really that problem and the dilemma of how do we communicate to men that sex, and of course, that is coupled by the fact that the Philippines is a very conservative country and there is still a lot of taboo when talking about sex, diba? How do we talk about normalizing sex and conversing about what sex should entail and that sex is a two-way street, that both actors should be pleasured, not just one. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's an amazing statement, and you know that's an amazing answer. Uh, thank you for that, Amber. Second thing is, I'd like to say hi to L because she said I didn't say hi to her. So hi, L, the bestseller from Laguna. Um, so someone actually corrected me when I said real woman. Well, the correct term is biological. For me, um, you know, people make a distinction, right? Cisgender, transgender woman, or cisgender men, transgender men. For me, at the end of the day. Women are women, men are men. I don't really believe in those kinds of labels. I mean, for as long as, you know, like Matt, he says, I'm a man. I'll be like, yeah, hey, Matt, what's up, bro? 
if it's okay for Matt for me to call him bro. But I mean, that's the <laughs> point. Uh, but yeah, I'll save more questions for you later, Amber. Let's go to Matt now. Sure. So how about you, Matt? Um, quick question. Uh, because you know, Amber mentioned that there are a lot. There are uh, transgender women who are sex workers. Um, I'm not sure if you know any transgender men who are. Do you know any? Mm -hmm. Um, not locally, but I do know oh, of some trans men who are sex workers like abroad. abroad. Um, it's the same case basically for um, trans women that usually the market for trans men who are sex workers are like fetishists. And actually in our group in Trans Mask PH, we've had like, I don't know, at least 10 by now people try to enter our group and they're actually just people who fetishize trans men. And that they're trying to find like trans men to try to date, try to prey on, and you know obviously we automatically reject those. So yeah, there's definitely a problem. Even I myself have had my own experience of being fetishized by a man. Um, there was a time when I was single and like you know just putting myself out there, and there was this uh, guy who was interested in like trying to get trying to see me, but. Um, as it went on, I realized that he really just wanted to have babies with a trans man specifically. Like he he was a gay man that wanted to um, impregnate a trans man and have kids that way because he didn't want to like go through like a surrogate or like um, adopt a baby. He specifically wanted it to be with a trans man that would carry a child for him. So there's like, um, you know, those kinds of things that trans men um, experience, which is very, you know, unique to being a trans man since uh yeah it's kind of, it's still technically possible for trans men to be pregnant and there are trans men that choose to have children that way and then yeah. there are those people that like see that as something that's like you know like attractive or interesting or something and um when it comes to sex work i think usually it also kind of plays up the whole um stereotype or like the whole idea that um trans men are men except they have vaginas so if you like look up um porn uh pornography that it like involves trans men in it it's usually that the trans man um uses their vagina and is like you know like has sex with someone who has a penis and i guess that's kind of where like the fetishization like comes from that they think that it's interesting or like Ooh, spicy i guess that like it's a man but he has a vagina and in that way it's kind of like easy to objectify them to objectify us as trans men so yeah so um to to amber first i guess there are most of the men or sorry wrong term most people who you know look for transgender women sex workers are men right mm -hmm. um yes but have you experienced any women messaging you Yes, actually. Um, okay. And that's totally fine. Because as I've mentioned, I'm bisexual. So I could do both ways. But yes, there are women who are um, inquiring on availing my services as a, a sex worker. Um, and parang the question there is, are you sure that you want to do this with a trans woman? And then their answer is, yeah, I want to explore something like that. So um, it's good that they're exploring. Um, but sometimes I get this 
feeling that they're only doing it because it's you know it's something that's new to them new to um, them yeah and it's something that they really they are more than being curious they are fascinated about so um of course as an advocate i don't want to reduce my um humanity to becoming a fetish no i don't want to reduce who i am to being someone's kink so um there, there's a certain weird thing that i do whenever i engage with my clients i actually talk to them first how do you see me do you see me as a woman or or sorry no or something yeah do you see me as a woman or do you see me as um someone who can give you pleasure or um you still see me as a man dressed up as a woman something like that so most of them the man luckily say that they see me as a woman like most not all pero most of them see me as a woman talaga. it's just that they really get thrilled by the idea that this woman has a penis. Na parang wow, interesting. May boob shot, may ano siya. So, de ba? Ang saya, ang saya, uh, according to them. So parang um, yun. It it really gets weird when they talk about that. Uh, na parang yes, I acknowledge that I have a penis. It's part of my biology. That's why I'm a trans yeah. woman. Pero yeah. like it's becoming the center of their fetish their attraction sort of sort to say so i feel like um i feel like i re-echo what matt said about those uh, international um sex workers who are trans men na parang they still see them as men pero just with a vagina and some something about that turns them on ang weird so anyway <laughs> Yeah, how about you, Matt? So, um, would you know any, you know, sex worker who is a transgender man? Where in women message them and say, "Hey, you know, let's get it on." Or, mm-hmm. I mean, you get the question. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, they definitely do exist. Like I've seen um, trans men who engage in sex work um, with women specifically. Yeah. And then I think usually when it comes to like women having attraction to trans men. They kind of feel that attraction because they feel, I guess, safer around them because they they feel that trans men like kind of understand the experiences of women, especially since they're usually, you know, brought up and conditioned to be women, and then later on realize that they're trans men. So there's kind of like it's kind it's still kind of a type of fetishization, I guess, but it's like a less um sexual than it is like with men towards trans women yeah. and it's kind of more like um they feel that trans men get them or understand them because at some point in our lives um us trans men were told that we were women and so we were also like socialized as women so we kind of are able to better empathize with the female experience and what it's like to be a woman so yeah there is like a market for trans men um to be able to engage in sex work with women, definitely. Uh, to add to that, I just like sure, to Amber, to go ahead. Um, Matt made a great point there. Women clients are actually more gentle and mm-hmm. more considerate than male um, clients. That is something that I have observed and has been consistent all throughout. They're always more conscious, asking questions, you know, asking for consent. Um, can we do this? Can we do that? Without imposing, 
so that is something that I really appreciate. And I think that is something that we really have to tell men. Because when a sex worker says no to a man, usually it turns violent. Na parang, I paid for you. I paid for the service. No, but there are limitations to the services that we offer. Okay? There are limitations to the services that just because you paid for the service that I'm offering, does that mean that you're, I'm already yours? That I will already do whatever you want me to do? Even if things are against my consent. So um, there's still this idea, uh, ongoing debate in the sex work community of um, what really do we give up when we offer our services? Diba? Um, does that mean we offer our entire consent? Because going back to the discussion of violence and discrimination, I feel that the transgender community, especially trans sex workers, don't really have a platform to talk about these things because we are illegal. We are deemed as criminals. Um, I'm actually risking a lot by coming forward and talking about this because anytime someone could come to my house and you know, arrest me for being a sex worker. But that has to be said. That has to be said. That a lot of transgender women sex workers experience so much violence from their clients, especially male clients, and they cannot do anything about it because if they complain to proper authorities, sila pa yung They will be the ones who get sacked for it and jailed for it. So, yeah. So before I go to Path, uh, the veteran of this show, uh, I remember this show. I'm sure all of you know it's called Pose. Yeah, I, I hope everyone knows this. Okay, I love. Uh, I do. Rem- okay, yeah. So yeah, my girlfriend and I are watching the last season so far. Uh, so there are two characters in that show, right? Candy and shoot, what's her name? The mother of um, Electra. Yeah, there. Thank you, Electra. Electra. Uh, both sex workers. Yeah. Um, I remember uh, with Alexa, she had this client who, oh shoot, anyone who hasn't seen the show, spoiler alert, uh, one of her clients died and she had to put him in a, like a leather box because she yeah. couldn't call the police. Uh, that's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to spoil season three. She was scared um, at that time. Yeah, exactly. Because she couldn't go to the authorities. And the next one is Candy. She was actually killed. And when that happened, uh, my girlfriend was planning to go to New York because to study um, in makeup school, like masters or whatever. And I was joking her that I would buy from Amazon pepper spray for her and whatever to, to protect herself. Uh, but yeah, you know, hearing stories like this, it is true. And you know, for those who aren't aware, it is true. I mean, I myself have never experienced it, but it is true that you know because transgender women are felt that they are. Um, a crime in a way or against the law in a way that they have no rights which is wrong because all humans have rights now going to path path basically from what amber and matt have said i think men are the problem in general so (laughs) i like how you agree by the way man i mean i thought you kind of defend us no kidding um but yeah how, how do you feel about all of this path about you know um you know uh how do i say this you know, transgender women are being fetishized, transgender men are being fetishized. Then you have, you know, LGBT people being the butt of a joke. You know, what's your opinion in all of this? Because um, media has the power to, uh, to shape our thinking as a society, diba? So, dahil nga, sa mga representation na uh, laging butt of the joke, ganyan-ganyan, 
hindi tayo sineseryoso as a community at nagre-reflect 'yun ano sa lipunan, 'di ba? Parang hindi tayo sineseryoso bilang mga tao. Kaya kapag sa tungkol na sa usapin ng karapatan, 'di ba? Pag-raise ng mga sa pagtaguyod ng mga karapatan natin bilang community, hindi rin tayo sineseryoso. Kasi nga parang po, oh, meron namang mga bading diyan na nasa media, mga artista. Okay na 'yun, 'di ba? Ganun yung dahilan nila parang uh, gay-friendly naman daw ang Pilipinas. Pero kapag usapin na ng karpatan, tahimik na sila. Galit pa nga. Di ba? Some point. Tapos yun nga, um, yung mga first-hand din, uh, experiences ko tungkol nga sa mga trans woman na sex worker, media ko rin yung natutunan. In fairness naman, kung gagamitin mo nga yung media sa tamang paraan, maka-educate ka talaga rin ng mga tao. Tapos yun, uh, ma-expose ka sa realities nila at some point. Ganito uh, pala yung nangyayari. Tulad yan sa post nga, madami kong natutunan ito ko sa nangyayari sa, uh, sa scene, di ba? Sa mga transgender women na nasa sex work. Maski yung mamu na napanood ko sa pelikula, di ba? So talagang pinapakita nila yung realidad din. Uh, ayun. Alright, can I just say, uh, I did watch Mamu. I think um, it was an excellent film. So kudos to Rod Singh. It's a very, very good film. I watched it. I don't need to know anything about transgender women to understand the character, to, to relate to the character. And if I'm not mistaken, I cannot remember the name of the actress, um, but whoever played Mamu, she had a great... Yeah, I'm, I think you're going to tell me. Iyamina. Iyamina. Right? Okay. Yeah, and I think when she won an award for... For acting, they put her in yes. the actress category, right? So I what? think that was a very good move on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, She's the first transgender woman, the bad to uh-huh. win. I think that the best actress. Yeah, so I think I, I think that was a very good move on that award show, whatever award show that. I think that was very respectful, and you know things like that. Now let's go back to um because we had currently in our country we had those two murders, right, of those two people. But we can go as far as I think two or three years ago. There's that shooting in Orlando in the LGBT club, mm-hmm. where you know there's still a debate until now, right? Whether it's a hate crime or just a crime in general. But here's the thing, though. Um, so let's talk about uh, Ebbing Mayor first. I think there will be a lot of people who say it's just going to be a normal crime, normal murder. People were just bad people. They killed. Ebbing Mayor, you know, he he is a man, if I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, so for you, Matt, uh, what would you tell these people when they say, no, it was just a normal murder, you know, murders mm-hmm. happen every day. As a transgender yeah. man, why would you say that that's not it? Well, the first thing that you'd have to look at would be the violence of the murder, because a lot of people will probably dismiss it as just like a regular murder because they might not know the extent of the crime and as much as i don't want to go to, into the details of course um, yeah don't you don't was, need to if you don't want to yeah, yeah. um see ebeng he was not just murdered but he was also violently raped by the the people that murdered him and you can tell from what they did to his body before or after it's, i i don't really know since the investigation isn't so publicized um before or after to his body you can tell that it comes from like a really deep rooted place of hate and that 
you know, if it was just like any other murder, they could have done something as simple as like shot him or like, you know, stabbed him. Yeah. But it wasn't. They like based on what we know from his case, there was like evidences of torture and like, you know, sex based um torture. So it's obviously a hate crime committed um against a trans man specifically because they targeted the parts of his body that you know that people normally correlate to gender um his sex characteristics to be specific and you know like if it was just any other murder then he wouldn't have died such uh, a gruesome and violent and specific way so yeah yeah and with um with uh i am sure all of us agree to that yeah Amber Actually, that's the characteristics of hate crimes in general. They try to dehumanize the body of trans people in the most um, insulting way possible by trying to emphasize on their body parts. Um, if I may add to what Matt was saying, Ebbing wasn't only raped and um, wasn't only violently tortured. He was also mutilated. He was mutilated. That in itself is sexual violence. That in itself is um, a clear proof that they were really targeting whatever was reminiscent of his assigned sex at birth and imposing that this is your nature. You know, what we have to understand with the cases of, because we have lost a lot of trans siblings, uh, mostly trans women, trans sisters in the past few years, um, a lot of them weren't actually national news whatsoever. They're just some local news and then everyone will forget about it. But once you read upon the cases, you would always see a clear pattern of mutilation. Mutilation on the parts or genitalia. And that in itself is already trying to communicate to you that these people do not see us as human beings. Yeah. That just because how we appear, how we look like, does not match what our genitalia is trying to tell them. They're already, they already think that that's a license for them to desecrate our bodies and trying to do stuff. Like, there were cases that they even stuffed the mutilated genitalia in, in, in the... Uh, back uh, entry of a person. So these aren't humane things to do. What we have to understand is these kinds of crimes are crimes that are fueled by so much transphobia, by so much threat that they feel because of seeing that there are people who can live their lives in the way that they want to. Na parang, is it bad? that we get to live our lives the way we want to? Is it bad that Mavi here and Matt here and I here get to live the life that we want to? Is it just that bad that you want to go to the extent of diminishing all of those achievements, diminishing my feminization, diminishing Mavi's feminization, Matt's masculinization, and trying to reduce us to our genitalia and targeting those genitalia whenever you do crime to one of our kind? That is what it is. And that's a very inhumane way of doing it. 
ang sahol, mas ma- sobrang sahol nung ginawa nila kay Ebeng, kay Junji, and sa lahat ng mga trans sisters namin, na kung ano-ano yung pinaggagawa sa katawan nila. Because this is what you always have to understand. In the Philippines, sex is always based on the body. It's always based on the body. And gender is always informed by what your sex is. So those who are those who transphobic hate crime um, doers, what they are thinking is, you know, you don't own your body anymore. I have power over your body. Um, there's always the discourse of power dynamics whenever we look at trans-related hate crimes and how they try to do to our bodies whatever they want to do just because they feel like, no, you don't have power over your body. I have power over your body. There are those kinds of analysis out there. And that really shows to you that we don't really understand what it's like to be transgender. Because it's not just us trying to reclaim our body. It's also us trying to reclaim the identities and the um, consequences that our bodies has imposed to us, as imposed to us by society. So yon, um, you will never ever see a hate crime that is not violent. And it's always so painful to see one. Kasi you will always fear na one day you will end up like that. The body yeah. that you cared for, the body that you loved, despite of everything that is you feel imperfect in it, will always be dehumanized once you get to the, to the hands of hate crime offenders. So, there. All right. Uh, before we... In addition... Yeah, go ahead, Mavi. Yeah, sige, go lang. In addition lang kay, ano ha, uh, while I was listening to Matt and Amber, I just realized that there are three root causes why this hate crime and violence against LGBT exist. Um, first is uh, prejudice. Second is um, religious belief or traditional beliefs. And third is ignorance. Uh, we live in a country kasi na that is predominantly Christian and um, prejudice exists because of their religious beliefs. And because of their religious beliefs, they failed to understand the Bible and some do not uh, study it. And um, some people rely on their, uh, some people rely in the tradition of their parents and the, at the same time, the views of their preachers. And unfortunately, that makes them ignorant. Kaya, we need to educate people and end the stereotype. Yeah. I think Path wanted to say something. Yes, dagdag din sa sinabi ni Mavi na uh, isa rin sa mga dahilan kung bakit meron tayo mga gender-based violence ay dahil sa patriarchy. So, isa sa mga prevalent na violence ang uh, isa to sa mga prevalent na violence sa buong mundo, especially sa Philippines, na very patriarchal. Diba? So, yung mask, True. yung pagiging mask, eh talagang inilalagay sa pedestal. Diba? Kapag brusko ka, pag astig ka. Diba? And kung hindi, kung hindi 
um, kung hindi ka mask enough sa Filipino standard, uh, vulnerable ka sa violence, di ba? Kung hindi kung kung nag-express ka naman ng femininity, mas lalo kang ma-prone sa violence na to. So isa talaga sa mga dahilan din yung patriarchy. Kung bakit may mga ganitong nangyayari. Alright, uh, before we continue the discussion, I'd like to go back to the comment section because we've had a good number of comments. So from uh, Jan Dabao, I think that maybe the LGBT flag, I'm not so sure, but yeah. No, so that's, that's a trans flag. That's the one I have at the back. Oh, okay, sorry, because to me, it's just plain white for some reason. So. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. So, but thank you for correcting me, Amber. Then, yeah, praises. Then we have Rail saying, Hi, Beshi, Matt Reno. Uh, trans men are men. Sex work is work. And Bivy, I think, uh, says, Love you, Matt Reno, uh, who's Bivy. eating potato chips mute manaman <laughs> I, I don't know that I, I don't i don't i haven't heard anything then uh of course from me showing some love to pat because he agreed to be here even if he's very busy love you pat <laughs> <laughs> then we have uh jan dabo saying it was a trans flag sorry about that to me it was all white then yeah so let's go back to um matt so here's the thing though matt uh so people be like, okay, how do I know if a person is a transgender man or if the person is a tomboy, right? Because I think in the Philippines, uh, there's this notion that, you know, um, tomboys are women who are lesbians, I, I assume, um, who, you know, kind of dress like men, who kind of look like men, but identify themselves, I think, I could be wrong, please correct me if I'm wrong, but identifies identify themselves as women. So how could you help people understand the difference or see the difference um well there's definitely it's definitely difficult to just base it on just like looking at a person because yeah. um there are trans men who exhibit masculinity and yeah, yeah those people who like are labeled as tomboy are women who also exhibit masculinity and then there are also those trans women who don't medically transition or undergo like hormone therapy or getting any yeah. surgery so their masculinity is kind of just um limited to their um gender expression so like the way that they dress the way that they style their hair the way that they speak and it can be uh difficult i guess to like kind of find a distinct like a distinct distinction between like trans men and like um butch or masculine lesbians and i think like the best way to kind of i guess differentiate them is you know just don't assume <laughs> don't make any assumptions about a person based on the way that they present themselves or the way that they express themselves because it's better that the idea that you have of that person comes from them so if you know that person um and you want to want to know it's it's not harmful to ask as long as you ask about it in like a polite way don't ask it in a way that's like you know offensive don't be like so ano ka ba? Ganito ka ba? trans ka ba? tomboy ka ba? like don't ask it in that way you can ask it in ways that are more you know gentle and more in coming from a place that's really just like genuine not wanting to mislabel or misidentify them and or insult yeah yeah or insult them so um i guess like the confusion that comes from like the difference between trans men and tomboy is that 
Um, in Filipino, technically, we don't really have a word for transgender men. So they kind of just get lumped in with um, the word tomboy. But the thing is, you know, we're not, hindi naman kami mga tomboy, hindi kami mga tibo. It's, and you know, it's not correct to lump us all in together into one into one category because we're, we're different. Like butch lesbians have different experiences, trans men have different experiences, experiences, and we have different ways of living our life. So to get rid of that confusion, the best thing to do is to ask. To ask in a yeah. way that is polite and, you know, non-offensive. So next one uh, for Matt, then for Sila Amber and Mav. Uh, because here's the thing, no? um, Matt, you have a girlfriend, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, people may be questioning, okay, um, so why don't you just be a lesbian? Why do you want to be a transgender man? <laughs> um, well, the, I guess my answer to that would be my sexuality has nothing to do with my gender. <laughs> like, okay. um, those things uh, are, are exclusive from each other. There are trans men that are gay. There are trans men that are bisexual. There are trans men that are straight. There are trans men that are queer like myself so if why would i choose to you know limit this part of myself just to kind of like appease the way that people see me now baka mas maging comfortable sila sa akin if i just identified as a lesbian like it doesn't make sense because gender and sexuality are separate these things aren't inherently connected despite you know that's what people might think but that's kind of why we have to talk about um so gsc it's important for people to learn the distinguish the distinction between these two things, and like you know, parang that's like saying to a straight person, na kung gusto mong maga maga girlfriend, but but di mo gusto magin babae, you wouldn't tell like a straight man, oh, why don't you become a trans woman so you could be a lesbian? Like you know, it's it, it's it's senseless. So yeah. yeah. All right, um, this one goes to Mavi, then I'll go to Amber. So Mavi, um, same question. Uh, I assume you only like guys, right? Or are you- Yeah, I'm attracted to guys. Okay, okay so same question. Why not people tell you, why don't you just be gay, Mavi? Why do you have to be a woman? Because I consider myself as a woman. I see myself as a woman. I identify myself as a woman. And what I'm talking with gay is that they consider themselves as a man. Though ang eba nagdadamit, um, we have cross dressers, the drag queens. So ayon yun lang yung pinagkaiba niya na. Because I also have a friend who asked me, girl, ano pinagkaiba ng transgender woman and gay? So ayon, so transgender woman consider herself and identify herself as a woman, and yung gay naman is identify himself as a man. All right, now for you, Amber, since you mentioned that you're bisexual, uh, some people be like, oh, you like girls. Why are you a woman then? Why don't you just be a guy and date girls? Why is it your problem? <laughs> okay, fine. That, that, that's, a, that's a good, that's a good um, comeback, but you know. Yeah. Why is it your problem? It's my business. It's who I am as a person, why does it have to bother you, diba? Is my being a woman threatening you? Am I prettier than you? Am I, I don't know, am I threatening you enough that you need to care about me being a woman? It's none of your business. It's none of anyone else's business. 
my gender identity is my identity. It's not your identity or what you think who I should be. It's who I am. Okay, so that being said, um, there is still this notion na parang I get easier to defend my womanhood because I'm saying, if you think that I'm just doing this because I'm having fun with myself, then you're wrong. Cause number one, if I was by if if I'm bisexual, so if I had the choice, I would have just stayed uh, stayed a cis man. Cause that would make life million of times easier for me, diba? As a cis man, that would have given me so much privileges and advantages in life that I could never enjoy now since I have. Um, given up my being a man, being assigned man in this society. So the moment they try to question that, I always come back with, do you think this is a choice? Because if this was a choice, this was a very bad choice on my end. Because I was already born in a sex that was already privileged in a cis-heteropatriarchal society. So why would I do such stupid decision to myself? Diba? I wouldn't have to deal with I don't know bullying in high school if I stay the cis man, right? Um, but the bottom line here is my gender identity is separate from my sexual orientation. I don't need to like a specific person to say that I am a woman. I am a woman because I know and I am a woman. I don't have to like men. I don't have to like women. I can like both of them. I can like like everyone, deba. Right? So. Um, Yun lang. Parang it's no it's no one's business. Uh, unless you're gonna pay for my I don't know my mental health maintenance to deal with my gender dysphoria, then go ahead. But until then, you don't have a word to say about who I am as a person. All right. And then um, I have a question. Go ahead, ma'am. Yes. Um, um, do you consider yourself as a pansexual? I think I am more panromantic. Like, wait, what is I that? I get Let's attracted emotionally. Okay. Okay, so there's this slight difference now. Like, there's this distinction now on sexual and romantic orientations. Um, we're in sexual orientation, basically who you want to um, have sexual intimacies or relationships with. And um, romantic orientation, mostly who you want to have romantic uh, intimacies Connections. with. Um, yeah. That's why we had aromantic week, um, aromantic versus asexual, panromantic versus pansexual. And then you also have now homoromantic and homosexual. Um I think I am pan-romantic, meaning to say I get attracted emotionally and romantically to people regardless of who they are. Like, I have crushes na trans men. I have crushes na trans women. Like, I, I get emotionally attracted to them. Like, shit, I want to be um, her girlfriend or her girl uh, or his girlfriend, diba? <clears throat> so, parang, there's a part of me na parang at this point, irrelevant to me whatever your gender identity is if you're queer that's totally fine with me um as in at this point i'm at this point na parang whoever i get attracted to that's valid 
um, my attraction to them is valid. It's romantic. Uh, and no one can question that. No one can say, oh, sumasabay ka lang sa uso. Ah, you're just being like this, like that. Kasi, to be honest, I can't control who I get attracted to. I can, like, diba? Um, you cannot control your emotions and who you get attracted to, who you get sexually and romantically um, attracted to. So, it's just really on my end. I just need people to respect that and I just need them to really understand that this is who I am as a person. It's not because it's what's hyping right now. It just so happened that I wasn't able to explore it when I was younger. Because truth be told, when I was still identifying as a gay man, that was grade four, elementary. When I was still identifying as a gay man, I actually had a woman crush. And people were saying, no, hindi mo siya crush. Pinagtatakpan mo lang yung pagiging bakla mo. So all this time, it was ingrained to me na I'm actually gay. Like, I could only like men. So yun yung disposition on my end. So you see how dangerous um, when we dictate what and who people should love, diba? That I was dis- dictated at a young age. I think I was 10 years old. I was dictated at the age of 10 that you can only like men. So when I had women crushes, I tried to brush that aside because no, I don't like them. Parang, I just like them as friends. I don't necessarily romantically like them. And now that I got to a place that I can already decide for myself and I can already discover who I'm attracted to, that's when I realized, you know what? The attractions I had when I was younger, they're all valid. The attractions I had for my female classmates, they're all valid. It wasn't because I was trying to to sugarcoat the fact that I was attracted to men, that they called me gay, diba? It wasn't because of that. I was really and genuinely attracted to them. So now, I am trying to be at peace with who I get attracted to and not overthink it. Kasi there's also this um, emotional trauma to me na parang, Am I really attracted to them or am I just overcompensating? But when I try to think deeply and and uh, uh, and reflect with my emotions, you know what? I really like them. And it's not because they're a man or a woman. I like them because there are certain traits, traits uh, in them that makes me attracted to them. And I think no one can ever invalidate that I am attracted to these traits. Can I just say I, I'm very happy to have um, all of you here, but you know Amber has really you know cleared a lot of air. So thank you so much, Amber. So um, Path, since we're the problematic people here, since we're both men, us <laughs> uh, gender men, and also you, Matt, you're also a problem here since men are <laughs> always the problem. So for you, Path, um, here's the thing, no, and I'm sorry, I'm sure you've heard this question before, and I ask it just for educational purposes, but you know, a lot of people say, but Pat, you know, um, people say, you know, men should like women and things like that. And have you ever had a problem wherein people are like, oh, lalaki ka, why don't you like women? Oo, simula pa nung bata. Kasi nga parang kapag ka, nagkaroon ka ng crush sa lalaki, ng elementary ka, parang syempre big deal yun. Dahil nga, syempre yung tatay mo, brusco, tatay mo astig, tas ikaw. Uh, ka ng gamit ng nanay mo, di ba? Nagkakagusto ka sa lalaking kalaro mo. Siyempre, uh, pumapasok rin yung sa isip mo na parang 
mali pa tong ginagawa ko, inararamdaman eh, ko lang naman siya, di ba? Parang mali ba na nag-exist yung nararamdaman kong yun. And eventually naman, mag- mag- magiging at peace ka na rin doon. Eventually. Tsaka important din na i-assess mo yung sarili mo kung ano ka ba talaga, di ba? Ano ba talaga yung gusto mo? At i-open mo rin yung possibilities na mag-explore kung ano nga ba talaga. Kasi once sa sinabi natin na ganito lang ako, nalilimitahan ka eh. Dahil katulad din yun ang pagsasabi, dahil nakikinig ka sa ibang tao na dapat ganyan pa lang. Dapat ito lang nagugustuhan mo. So nalilimitahan ka. So hindi mo rin na, 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 na fulfill yung buhay na pwede mong i-enjoy. Ayun. All right. So, um, next person I'd like to talk about is um, Junji. Is that, is that the person's name? Junji. Yeah. Junji. yeah okay. Um. So for Junji, um, did we ever hear um, the kind of person Junji is? Um, whether Junji is a woman, a man. I mean, has it ever been um cleared in the air? Oh, I believe. She well, apparently there. Sige, yeah, um, she is a trans Amber Muna. Trans woman. Yeah. Okay. Um I would re-echo what Matt said na she is a trans woman. Although there is little to no clarity on the what happened on the case yet kasi um it wasn't covered yeah. as much as Ebbing's was. Yeah. Hmm. Pero yeah, um as per last um contact with some of her friends, she identified as a woman. Um okay. although the people kasi around her parang uh call her as bakla like the common conflation of um concept of gay and trans women so yon Okay um Tamavi has anyone called you gay by any chance Yeah hanggang ngayon actually because of my short hair <laughs> kaya ang um, approach nila pa rin sa akin somberista they still address me as uh, sir or um, he, and then, yeah. So the, the, the next part is, I, I don't want to get into Junji's case just because you know there's not enough to talk about. I mean, I personally haven't um, found any more information regarding what happened to her. But um, here's the thing, no? So I remember before, there's this uh, lady, I unfortunately cannot remember her name, and she was going to use the bathroom in the mall. Uh, then she was arrested and, and things like that. I, let's not name them Gretchen, all, but yes. yeah, thank you. So Gretchen, Gretchen yeah, yeah. Gretchen. So for for Matt, uh, Mavi, and Amber, have you guys ever had any problems like Gretchen did? Let's start out with Matt. Oh, with me first. Yeah. Oh well, yes, definitely. Um, because technically, um, I am uh, passing. So whenever I, when, you know, pre-COVID, whenever I would use uh, public restrooms, uh, I would use the men's room. But uh, there was a time when um, I opted to use uh, the women's restroom because I, I don't know, I had like bad um, anxiety that day. And I, I was worried that I was going to get like, you know, um, like apprehended for using the men's room. So I ended up using the women's uh, restroom that day. And I was actually um, stopped by someone. It was like a, it was like this old woman who was in the bathroom. And yeah. she started she started yelling at me 
for being in the women's room because I uh, she said that I wasn't supposed to be there. So it was kind of like not exactly the same um, as um, like Gretchen Bia's experience or what to see Shannon from Isla, the one who was victimized by Isla Reta experience. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I, I do have like my fair share of like, you know, bathroom, public bathroom anxiety because I never know like where I should go because like, you know, since I... I haven't um, medically transitioned. I worry that I'm not gonna be, you know, masked or you know, man, like man enough to use the men's room. And then on the other hand, since I'm already very masculine presenting, I don't. I feel I, I probably make women uncomfortable when I use the women's restroom. So I kind of don't really have a restroom that I can use unless it's like the unisex one. Yeah. So yeah, that's pretty much um, the extent of my experience. All right. Um, how about you, Mavi and Amber? Let's start out with uh, Mavi first. I think using a bathroom depends on your expression. Um, for example, if you're a trans woman and you express yourself as you know fe- fem- feminine, edi doon ka sa sa women's restroom. And kung expression mo naman is masculine, then doon ka sa men's bathroom. And yun lang yung di ko magets kasi um, for them, kasi sa mga, uh, sa mga, let's just say, uneducated people when it comes to soji. Um, for them, kasi pag, ay, bakla yan, uh, he's biologically born male. So, dapat dun pa rin yan sa lalaki. Yun kasi yung pag-iisip ng mga majority sa mga Filipinos. Eh. They, uh, hindi, li, hindi nila na understood yung um, gender expression and you know gender identity and yeah sexual orientation so i think um ang ano ko dyan is when you, when i go to the bathroom and pag feel ko ang damit ko is for um damit ko is like mababae tignan then i go with the um the women's toilet, uh, restroom and then if androgynous naman tignan yung ano ko, um, pananamit ko. Then I go with the accessible toilet or the disabled restroom ba yun? So, yeah. And yeah, the Honestly, yeah. ha, um, it's hard kasi parang, parang, may one time kasi nung nasa, ano pa lang ako, nasa college pa lang ako, parang naihilang talaga pumasok dun sa uh, restroom ng panalaki kasi feel ko na hindi ako lalaki and why am I being here, yung ganon. So, ayun, until na-realize ko na, I think that uh, restroom depends on how you express yourself. Yeah. Alright, um, how about you, Amber? Oh, Lord. Miss oh, Lord. <laughs> Kahit pa before ako mag-transition as a woman, um, uh, well, before I even transitioned, um, started my journey of transitioning, yung palang better framing. Before even I started my journey of transitioning, I naglalakas loob na akong gumamit ng banyo ng babae. Kasi nga, babae naman ako eh. Ano bang, ano bang problema kung short hair ako? Ano, ba kung, ano bang problema kung ito yung suot ko, ba? Like, does that diminish the fact that I'm a woman? No. So, Medyo mat- matagal na talaga matigas yung ulo ko. Tapos nagbabanyo ako sa UP before. 
um, meron ako mga ilang banyo sa UP na iniiwasan um, when I was still in uh, I, when I was still pre-transitioning kasi they would always shout at me ganyan tapos isusumbong daw ako sa admin tapos yung isang beses na pahiya pa ako kasi malapit siya sa guard so um for these bathrooms I really try to avoid so medyo avoidance tayo avoidance yung technique natin and then when I, I started transitioning um it became more comfortable for me using the women's bathroom kasi parang um nalesson naman yung um nalesson naman yung mga matang tumitingin sa akin ganyan um it just so happened na the problem goes beyond pag lumalabas na ako ng UP kasi pag lumalabas ako ng UP doon mas dumadami yung cases ng um pangmamata um may nakaaway pa ako noon sa SM Manila SM North ganyan sa Trinoma just ko mapapangalanan ko ata lahat ng banyo na nagka-issue ako um sa sobrang dami nila um but basically what i need people to remember is restrooms are more than gender issue they are a public health issue kasi pag pinigil mo yung ihi mo magkaka-UTI ka at hindi naman ikaw yung magbabayad ng pampagamot ng taong magkaka-UTI dahil sa transphobia mo so it is a public health issue and number two, it's a safe space issue because personally when i ever i try using the men's bathroom temo kang mas matatakot pa ako kaysa sarili, sa para sa sarili ko than feel the need and urgency for me to use the bathroom. So, um, hindi rin kasi safe space for me ang men's bathroom. So, the only option for me really is to use the women's bathroom, which is what should be my safe space, which should be the bathroom that I am free to use and comfortable at using. So, ayun, gusto ko lang din iakyat pa yung discussion na hindi lang siya issue ng paggamit ng banyo, hindi lang siya issue ng... Um, transgender people trying to use the bathroom that is for them but it's also an issue of safe space and an issue of public health kasi hello as in buong transgender community gusto niyo magka UTI dahil sa transphobia niyo ganun ba talaga tayo kasakol sa bansang to diba um so yun uh, i guess we need more understanding talaga kasi minsan talaga nakikipagpataasan ako ng kilay tinatrayan ko rin talaga yung mga sumisita sa akin kasi sabi ko ganda ka. <laughs> so, um minsan din talaga we need to take resistance into our own hands. Um that is something that I have learned sa mga communities like pag nag-organize kayo sa mga communities kapag talagang medyo nagiging violent na sila sa pag this pag push out sa iyo sa mga espasyo ang natutunan ko, sometimes you really have to take resistance to your own arms. Tarayan mo na sila, makipagtaasan ka ng kilay sa kanila, malditahan mo sila. If that's what necessary for you to maintain your zen. Kasi wala ka namang ginagawang masama. And you should always sure. remember na hindi naman masamang gumamit ng banyo kasi magbabanyo ka lang. Yeah, you know, I always found it such a strange issue because you know, even abroad, they have the total bathroom issue. Like, if I saw a mat in a bathroom, actually, for me, when I use the bathroom, I don't really see the people with me. It's more like, you know, I do my business, wash my hands, leave, right? Uh, but I would find it very strange if, let's say, I see Mavi or Amber in the bathroom. Unless if I'm in that club called Nectar in BGC, right? Where it's a unisex bathroom. Actually, I'm going to be yeah, very frank with you guys. Um, um, first time I was in that club, it was for my best friend's birthday. 
And you know, I'm so used to seeing guys, right? Then I see women like, okay, this kind of weird. But yeah, I would find it very strange as a man to see Amber or Mavi in the men's bathroom. And I guess if I was a woman, I'd find it very strange to see Matt there as well. Because for me, I see Matt as a guy. So for me to be like, yeah, dude, shouldn't you be in the guy's bathroom? And same with, um, you know, uh, Mavi and Amber. So yeah, so, so let's go to the comment section first. So let's go to uh, Trish Kabatit. So she says, yeah, nothing wrong with asking about it naman, as long as it's done politely. So uh, agree to that. Of course, Rustan just agrees with what you guys have said. Then, of course, ito man si Mitch. You uh, men. Itong si Mitch Atrosa talaga. She's like El na bestseller din yan. Uh, may, Mavi, maybe you could convince her to join us in our next episode. Then, yeah, Rika mentioned um, about Gretchen because I forgot her name. Then Amy said uh, trans men who choose to go to the women's CR because they don't feel safe are valid. That's true. I mean, at the end of the day, it's how you see yourself and, you know, and okay. you should respect that, right? And Jen Daval. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I think the common um, conclusion for trans men and trans women is that the women's restroom is always the safer the, the safer restroom at any given circumstance it's still the safer restroom because in men's restroom you you are really prone to harassment and i kid you not when i tell you that it's very very rampant there so for me i think yeah uh, i would like to just second and emphasize more on what amy said na, um just because um matt identifies as a man and he chooses to use the women's restroom it doesn't make him less of a man um it's just prioritizing his safety because you don't know what happens inside the men's restroom unless you are in there and i'm telling you it's not a wonderful sight at all which is weird because when i use the bathroom i don't even know who who i i mean i don't even know how many people i'm with inside the bathroom because yeah. I don't even mind looking at them. I just want to pee because I'm about to burst and my bladder <laughs> cannot hold it anymore. I just want to pee. So I don't even pay attention how many people are with me in the bathroom, which is weird because when you go to the men's bathroom, they will really take notice of you. Na parang, is it a man thing to look at each other and <clears throat> stare at each other when you're using the bathroom? Na parang, oh, this one's this one looks like a man. He passes. This one looks FM. We can bully him. Ganyan, ganyan. Oh, this one's a trans woman. Baskusin natin. Parang sa women's restroom kasi, because the lines are too long, parang you don't even mind how many you are inside the bathroom. You just want to get your business done. So I guess yun niya, the common consensus really is the women's restroom is always the safer restroom. All right. Uh, let's go to the last comment with and I guess I, I, I could never say that I personally agree with um, Amber, but I do believe she is right. I mean, Pat and I have always used the men's bathroom. So, yes. I mean, I wouldn't know about the women's bathroom being the safe place, but I do trust Amber, Mavi, and Matt. Uh, for Jan Dabao, he said the women's bathroom smells nicer anyway. Never I been, agree. but I assume maybe it is. Period. Yeah, so we're in the latter part of the episode, and Path is the veteran here, so he knows usually that 
I would ask a very deep and complicated question, but I'd like to keep this one very simple. Um, the title of the episode is The Importance of Choice. And why is it that? Because I want people to decide whether or not they stand for human rights in general. Uh, because for me, I see this as a human rights issue, period. You know, like all lives matter, whether you're LGBT, whether you're cis, whatever your race is. That's the important part. And I'd like to start off with um, Mavi here. So, you know, your last words to people, why should they choose a side? Whether it's, you know, to choose to respect everyone or not. Why is it important to choose a side instead of just being on the fence? Because, you know, there's this saying that if you're on the fence, then you're already siding with the, the people who are doing wrong because you're not making a decision. Why should people choose to stand for, you know, the rights of everyone. Because you as an individual, that's your right kasi eh. So parang hinakaw na rin yan sa'yo if you're not gonna stand for yourself. So, ayun. You know, I, I really love <laughs> Mavi's, um, when, when she answers these questions, it's very concise, very, I'll say maybe five, six, seven words and I'm good to go. All right, but the, yeah, very, very good answer. How about we go with Matt next? Um, well, I think that it's important to make a choice because not making a choice in itself is a choice and not choosing a side automatically makes puts you on the side of the oppressors because choosing not to do anything is basically the same as doing something against the people that you know are oppressed uh it's like even if you're let's say not transphobic or not homophobic or not any kind of queerphobic but you don't make a stand or you don't say anything about the kind of transgressions that happen against queer people, then you're not that much different than the people that like commit heinous acts against um, people from the LGBTQIA plus community. And, you know, the it's, I feel like it's not a big ask to ask people to make a choice when it comes to, you know, doing these things, to choosing a stand, to choosing a side, because you know it's it's life it's part of life there's no such thing as being apolitical or being you know neutral between everyone it's really just about deciding whether or not you want to be on the wrong or right side of history all right uh before we get to um amber so jan said uh matt inspires me to do the right thing every day i love you i assume jan is a <laughs> friend of yours obviously yeah. <laughs> okay <laughs> Yeah, so let's go to Amber for that. Well, for me, being a good person should not should never be a choice but a given. Um, we should all stand for other people's rights, not just LGBTQI rights, but everyone's rights. Um, the rights of the poor, the rights of our indigenous brothers and sisters, everyone. We should all stand for them because the moment we allow violence and inequality in any form or way you are already allowed yourself to be a victim of that inequality of that same inequality because we have to understand that inequality is always systemic and it takes different forms but it's always systemic it always roots itself in uh in you know trying to subvert a specific group of people to maintain a certain status quo. So for me, 
the norm should always be being a good person and not choosing to be bad. Because for me, the choice is to be a bad person. The choice is to be homophobic. The choice is to be um, transphobic. For me, we should always assume that the default, by default, we should always be good people. We should always work towards um, the betterment of every individual. Um, naniniwala lang naman ako na kaya may discrimination. It's not because people are naturally bad. Uh, not because people are inborn bad people. There are people who are bad because, you know, they choose to not listen. They choose to listen to their biases over to what other people would tell them. Or they were just shaped to be that way by the system. Na parang the system of misinformation, the system of um, lack of access to quality education, those makes us um, maleducated and miseducated on the things that we should be educated on. And that makes us bad people. So it's always, you know, those choices that we make na parang you can always choose to listen to other people. You can always choose to be in solidarity with their struggles. And I think that should be the norm. Um, so for me, the importance of choice is for you to choose to always be a good person, for you to choose to always stand for the rights of other people, and for you to choose to be always in the side of justice. Yeah, uh, no, definitely agree with Amber and Matt and Mavi, obviously. Um, I think Path is experiencing some technical difficulties. So while we're waiting for Path to come back, I'd like to thank our sponsors one last time. So thank you again to Koi Blends. If you guys want to try, you know, excellent uh, locally sourced coffee from Filipino farmers, try Koi Blends. They're available on Shopee. Uh, to Swagat Indian Cuisine, thank you for always believing in this podcast and for always supporting every single episode. We had an episode last week about um, sex work. Uh, and I think that was a very important um, episode as well. And lastly, to Thai movement, let us all you know have solidarity to both to our LGBT uh, friends and to our brothers and sisters out there and to our non-binary siblings out there. Let us always um, support them and believe in them. And yes, Path is back. Good thing. So. so Path, um, I think maybe you're preparing something to outdo Amber. So please go ahead. <laughs> um, ayun, it is important that we stand with the vulnerable sector, no? LGBT, women, important causes. And para naman sa community, this is our chance to be visible. No? This is our, uh, we are here to fight. Diba? Hindi ibibigay ng kongreso ito kung hindi tayo uh, lalaban. Diba? Hindi ito ibibigay ng lipunan kung hindi tayo magkakaisa. Kaya naman, ano, uh, pagpatuloy lang natin yung laban para may taguyod yung ating karapatan. And especially, hindi lang naman natin ito ginagawa para sa mga sabili natin, pero para sa mga susunod na henerasyon. No? Let's protect our trans kids, our queer kids. Uh, ayun. Uh, stand with the vulnerable sector to show our humanity. Siyempre, tao rin kami, diba? katulad ninyo, hindi na iiba. Ayun lang. Yeah, so, you know, I definitely agree with everyone. At the end of the day, let us always choose to be good. I always believed in that, and I'm sure all of us believed in that, 
people are always good. It's just because of maybe certain circumstances that they may get lost in the way. But I've always believed in a great comeback, as you would say, wherein, you know, we always get to choose um, what is right. So, you know, I'd like to thank all our guests, Matt, Mavi, Path, and Amber for being here. Uh, Iglap will be back next week with a new episode, but for the whole month of June, because it is Pride Month, all our episodes will be about the LGBT, and it would actually be Iglap's uh, anniversary. So, yeah. Uh, so I guess for now, for Matt, Mavi, Path, and Amber, um, you guys can do any plugins you want. Let's start out with uh, Matt first. Hmm? Sorry. Oh, sorry. If you want any plugins, like if you know, oh, if you have uh, any, like, yeah. All right. Uh, please check out Trans Masculine Philippines. It is a advocacy org for Filipino transgender men and trans masculine non-binary people. We're very new, and we are the same across all our socials. Trans Masculine Philippines. So if you have any Filipino trans guy friends or trans masculine non-binary friends please point them to us and we can provide them with support and community. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Matt. How about you, uh, Pat, our veteran? <laughs> Hi. Uh, patuloy tayo ano, uh, maki, maging aktibo, makiisa at magmasid. Uh, ayun. At ipag-pray nyo ako sa board exam ko. <laughs> Yun lang. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if you're a top-notcher, Pat, by the way. But, Abang, yeah, yeah. For, for sure. Uh, how about you, Mavi? Let's save Amber for last. Um, wala naman, but we call for the immediate passing of the Soja Equality Deal. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And, yun lang. Yun lang. <laughs> I'm surprised it still hasn't been passed, Pat, because we had that episode last year and you were talking about it. But, yeah, alright. How about you, Amber? It's been there for 21 years. <laughs> it's been there for 21 years. And in line with what Mavi said, um... As the director for policy and campaigns of Pantai, uh, I am the ones actually in charge of taking note of the progress of the Soji Quality Bill slash the anti-discrimination bill in Congress in both chambers. Um, and if you want to join the advocacy and be an advocate for um, equal rights and um, non-discrimination on the basis of one Soji-esque, um, please, please, please visit our official pages Pantay Pilipinas um, we are Pantay in Facebook and in Twitter at Pantay Pilipinas or you can send me a message on Twitter at Gianni that's at G-E-E-Y-A-N-I-I N-I-I tama I'm so sorry I'm a math um, so yon. you can visit me there uh, and reach out to me for uh, engagements um, and discussions because Funnily enough, I had also another engagement earlier um, for ano naman, for young advocates. And we really need more younger advocates um, fighting for the cause. So Pantai is open to all members of the youth sector who are fighting for non-discrimination and um, equality. Um, so yung definition po natin ng youth, uh, yung ina-adapt natin is yung hanggang sa 35 so if you're an individual, if you don't have a youth organization, you can still join Pantai. And let's work together in organizing our communities, um, not just here in Metro Manila, but all over the country. Yes, we organize elsewhere too, not just in Metro Manila. But let's work together in organizing our communities and empowering every LGBT Filipino for a country that we all deserve. 
and we are all treated as equal. Great. That's really great. Thank you again, everyone, for joining. Uh, please do watch out for the next IGLAP episode. And lastly, IGLAP is finally available on Spotify. So this episode will be on Spotify, hopefully by tomorrow, if not the next day. So to our guests and everyone who watched, please do subscribe. Uh, all episodes will be transferred to Spotify as well. So again, I'm Paolo. Thank you again to Matt for, you know, I'm sure Matt is a very busy, busy individual. Thank you for being here. Thank you to Mavi. Thank you to Pat. Good path. Good luck to your board exams. I wouldn't be surprised if you're the top notcher. And to Amber, thank you as well. So yeah, thank you everyone. Stay safe. Uh, see you guys next week. Bye everyone. Bye.